I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. If you don't know me by now, my name is James Milley. I am the managing partner and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the US, and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. Today, we've got Sema Martin here with us on the mic. Sema is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to make art your career. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Sema Martin, and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Former NASA aerospace engineer Sema Martin decided to quit and follow her true passion, art. She was always told that art wasn't a quote-unquote real job and has spent the last five years proving all these people wrong. She now lives in the French Riviera and supports her family with just her art. She has now made it her mission to help other artists start their art careers and show them that it is a viable career option. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Sema. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Now, before we dive into it, Sema, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? Probably the earliest memory I have is the earliest memory I have, I suppose. Um, I've always drawn and colored and my earliest childhood pictures of me is me in the corner with a coloring book. (laughs) I'd always be coloring books after books just it was just my thing and I loved it it was my safety kind of thing to do it was my passion and I'd I'd always thought about it I always wanted to do it I just never actually thought it could be a career because growing up you think you know it's just a hobby everyone tells you it's just a hobby like it's a nice thing to do but what are you going to do really? Like, what's your real job? What are your real aspirations? And you're sort of like the art and music and the arts themselves are sort of pushed aside as just hobbies growing up. And you're told to think more academically, like, you know, do you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer? And so those are the sorts of things that I was brought up on and got into my head from teachers and parents. And I'm sure a lot of people have felt the same way and have been told that art is just a hobby. So yeah, I've now made it my mission to show that it's not just a hobby. 
Well, I love that. And we're all for that here at Superfine as well. But I love that the earliest memory that you have is of art. So like before you even had a concept of the world, like it just has been your concept of the world. So I, I think I think that's so cool. So you transitioned careers, which we just mentioned, and you became a very successful artist entrepreneur. What one thing gave you the most strength while changing careers to keep going? I think definitely goal setting has been the biggest help for me because as I was working as an engineer, you have big goals, you have bosses, you have people telling you, especially in the education field, you know, you pass certain exams, you get certain qualifications, like it's all set for you. You have these set goals, you have these sort of like levels to help control your career. So like after my my big goal, I guess, as an engineer was to work for NASA, like I always wanted to work for NASA as an engineer and I achieved that goal. That was my big goal. And after that, I wasn't really sure what to do, um, which is why I picked up art again. So I think the thing that helped me transition was I wanted to be an artist. My goal was to be an artist. And for me, that was providing for my family with my art. So that was my goal. I just wanted to draw. I just wanted to paint. And I wanted to provide a good income with that. So definitely having specific goals, you know, whether it's money, whether it's, you know, getting into a gallery, whether it's anything you want, licensing, anything to do with your art specifically, I think having a specific goal is really important and it will help you progress because then you can think back, okay, so this is my big goal. So how am I going to do the day to day? How am I going to achieve that goal? And creating that system for you that works for you and your goal sort of helps it's all backed up by these small achievable actions to lead you to that big goal. So I think that's what really helped me. I think that's incredible advice. And definitely having a goal, like you're saying, is so huge. I mean, it it can be so easy to just jump into something and hope it works out, but you don't even have a benchmark for like, what is it working out? Is it just endless amounts of money? Like, you know, it having that very clear goal, you're going to know once you've achieved success, when you've hit the goal that you set for yourself. And then uh, also what you just mentioned about having these smaller achievable goals so that you can get to that big goal. That way, it's not this monstrous thing that you're like, Oh, my God, how do I like, completely shift career, you know, yeah, otherwise it can be so overwhelming. So it's so important to think of it as in as little goals, as well as your big ultimate goal. Otherwise, you're just not really moving anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you're now a successful uh, uh, artist entrepreneur. Let's rewind a little bit and talk about some challenges you faced. So what what were some of the challenges in your early art career um, that you faced? And could you give an example of how you overcame one? I think definitely making my own schedule was my biggest challenge. Coming from an environment of, you know, being in the workforce and being an engineer. And I was also doing a PhD at the time. Like it's all quite scheduled you know, you know what you're doing, you've got these specific deadlines and tasks to do. As soon as you quit that, (laughs) and you start your own business, it's just like, okay, or now what? Like, what are the deadlines? What am I working towards? What do I do when I get up in the morning? All these little things that you never really thought about before, because you knew, okay, I get up, I get dressed, I go to work. That's not a thing anymore when you're your own boss. 
So creating that structure was definitely something that helped me overcome challenges with scheduling, organizing my commissions, because I'm a, a pet portrait commission artist. So organizing those commissions and relaying with my customers when the deadlines would be. Also, when you're owning your own business, you have many hats. So I've also got to sort out my social media, my marketing, building my website, um, talking to customers, all these things, part of your business without actually doing any of the artwork, you know, um, at the same time. So it was all trying to determine on my timescale what I could realistically do in a typical day. I found time blocking really useful. So like in the mornings, I like to block out a couple of hours in the morning, say while I'm having my breakfast of just going through all my social media, getting back to customers, replying to emails, replying to comments, um, scheduling posts, things like that. And I like to do all my computer work in the morning when I'm fresh. And that's my best thinking time, I suppose. I think a lot of people, you know, you're either the morning person or an evening person, but I'm more of a morning person. So I like to do it then. And then I find as soon as that's all like done and organized, then I can get on with the rest of the day, doing a drawing, doing a commission, doing any sort of like the actual art part of the business. So I did find that trying to find a schedule that fit me and my personality and the way I guess my my brain likes to work was really useful. Another challenge I think was also comparing myself. I feel like a lot of artists compare themselves like because you're following so many inspiring artists on social media and they all like look like they're doing amazingly. Oh my gosh, they've sold loads of artwork or they've really developed their style. And it can be so easy to compare yourself to people and think, you know, why aren't I that successful yet? Or why aren't I doing as well? So a quote I like to always remind myself of is don't compare your day one with someone else's day 100 everybody's at different stages of their career everyone's at different stages of their business so it's really important like it's good to have that sort of mental comparison in terms of that's where I want to be in so and so years or months but don't make that into a thing of turning it into fear I suppose and making you feel like you're not doing well because you're not at the same stage they're at because everybody's running their own race and doing their own thing so it took quite a while for me to try and realize that especially starting my business myself with no business experience or art experience really like I didn't do an art degree so I'm comparing myself to all these artists that had done an art degree you know it's it's not a fair comparison really so it's really important to just I guess realistically think of yourself as this is what you're doing and this is what you've got. And, you know, it's, it's good to see where you want to be, but don't take that as you're not good enough or you can't do it because you're not already there. It definitely does sound like even though you struggled with, with scheduling at the beginning, I would say that it's probably one of the biggest factors that's that's led to your success now is that you're keeping yourself very organized. You're treating it like a real business. But yeah, definitely when you're coming from this this background that has such a clear schedule given to you, like once you're in charge of your own schedule, it almost doesn't feel real. Like you can just, you know, oh, you're starting at a certain time of day for who, for what, why, you know, and, and just kind of 
the same with what we were talking about before with setting goals for yourself, you know, creating a schedule for yourself, even if it doesn't feel necessary, can be the thing that gives yourself the structure to, to succeed with, with uh, making it your, your main career. But definitely, I love what you just said about not comparing your day one to someone else's day 100. I want like a neon of that above my bed to remind myself of that. Yeah, like that's such a good phrase. And it really puts it in per- into perspective because it's not like you shouldn't be looking at some other amazing artists and, and aspiring to, to reach what they've reached, but to think, why aren't I there yet? Or why, like, why aren't I succeeding the way that they are? They might just be at a different stage of their career. And that is, that's not only not something to be ashamed of, it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, it's like, it's just not a factor that, you know, they are at a different stage in their career than you are. You're just, you're, you're on a path and that path is, you know, you're, you're at a certain point in it, which is totally fine. Yeah. Sema, you also offer mentoring for artists um, that are looking for help. So what are three things that you make sure to go over with your mentees during a session? Well, this is a new thing I've started offering. I've really been enjoying it at the moment because you get to meet so many different artists and people. And again, as you just mentioned about stages of their careers, like every artist is at a different stage of their careers, whether they're brand new, no customers yet, or they've been going for, you know, a year and they're just trying to refine their business. It's just so interesting to meet all these different people. So the first thing I like to do is because each session is obviously personal to that artist, to their business, to their style of work, I like to make sure I properly prepare for their session. So I get them to fill in like a questionnaire of their Instagram uh, handle, their website, if they have one, Facebook, anything like that where I can look at what they're currently doing. I also get them to fill in what they're struggling with right now and what their goal is because um, understanding their goal will help me decide, you know, what we need to talk about during the session. So I, lo- I, I spend an hour before the session preparing notes for what I'd be talking about. I look through their social handles. Um, I make notes on, you know, anything that I feel like they could improve on based on their goal and based on what they're trying to do. Um, So this could be they want more Instagram followers or they want more customers, um, commission customers, or maybe they're trying to sell prints. It could literally be anything, which is quite exciting, really, because then every everyone, uh, every session is different. So preparation for me is the most important thing for these sessions. And the questionnaire really helps with that. And also, so during the session, I go through basically all my research and things, actionable things that I've thought that they should then go and do and then ask them any questions, extra questions that they wanted to know during the sessions, anything that they thought of, you know, as I'm telling them things and like asking them things and sort of giving them direction for their business and how they can improve on it. And then I also like to give them some actions to take away with them. So they've got some very clear actionable points that they can then go ahead and get started rather than having like, I don't know, a vague thing of do this to get more followers. <laughs> more, I like to give them proper specific points that you can take away from because I find it's it's quite valuable and, and others have found it very valuable to have these specific actions for their business 
that they can get started with straight away. I'm starting to sense a trend that uh, your background with NASA and, and your previous really helps with with you as an artist, actually. And I, I think that the level of organization that you have, but I, I feel like it makes you a really good artist uh, mentor because you know, you're able to take this very creative field and give such a structure to it where, you know, having these very actionable points is is going to be what leads an artist to the next step of their career that they're hoping for. Yeah, definitely. Because um, it's important to think of your art business as a business. Um, And a lot of artists don't think of it as a business quite yet. They think, oh, you know, I'm selling a couple of paintings, but it's not a business yet. But actually, as soon as you make that first sale, it's already a business. You're already, you've already done that transaction. Um, so it's really important to take it seriously from day one. And I like helping people understanding that um, and giving some structure to their art business and helping them see the potential of it as well. Right. Absolutely. And it kind of uh, reminds me of when someone is talking about whether or not they're professional at something. And, you know, if, an artist doesn't think they're a professional artist. Well, do people pay you for your art? And if the answer is yes, then you're you're a professional. Like you, it's your profession because you make money with it. So, yeah, absolutely. And and I, I love that. Like you said, from the very first sale, you are a business artist. You, your art is a business. Well, we are going to come right back, and Sema is going to tell you more of what you want to know about finding and selling to your customers, but. First, another message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. So Sema, how can an artist identify the target audience for their work so that they can start to market to them? I always say the first thing is to don't try and sell to everyone. I think that's the easiest mistake to make is thinking everyone is a customer. I'll, I just have to show everyone and then I'll make sales. And it's not like that at all. In an ideal world, it would be. <laughs> but actually, you need to really figure out who your target customer is and then directly market to them because there just isn't enough time in the world to try and market to everybody. So it's so important to be really specific from the start, especially because every artist is different as well. So, you know, art is subjective. Not everyone's going to like what you're doing. So it's important to find the ones that do. Um, And it's the same, you know, with your target customer. You want to make sure that you are thinking about, you know, who they are, where they are, um, what are their interests are. Like, you know, if you're an abstract artist, obviously your target customer would like abstract art. They're not exactly going to be, you know, realism wildlife customers if that's not what you're doing. 
So it's so important to be really specific as to who you're marketing to and who you're looking for. And then you can, then you'll know where to be in front of them. So I'm a pet portrait artist. So my target customers are people that have pets and love pets and love animals and or have friends and family that have pets. So that's an interest that I would be looking for in my target customer. And the same goes for everybody that does, you know, any sort of subject of art. It's really important to understand these specific things for your customer in order to find them and to market to them. I think also when you are starting out as an artist, it's it's important to try and be really specific in a niche. I know that's really hard when you're starting. Maybe you don't know what medium you want to start with or what subject you want to start with because you're just trying everything. But it's important just to start with one, one really good subject first. So I started with color pencil cats. (laughs) So that's like a really specific niche. So anybody that was a cat lover, color pencil is a slightly more affordable medium to start with rather than oil painting and things, um, which made it slightly more affordable to market to Facebook people. So I found people on Facebook that enjoyed cats and then they were my target customer and I spoke to them and I build relationships with them and I, um, I got my sales through them. So it's really important to start as specific as you can, I think. And then you can, you know, you can later on branch out, you know, I've now do dog portraits and horse portraits and all that kind of thing. But I started with cats and, you know, be the best in that one thing first. So people get to know you and then you can branch out because it's so much better to find 10 people that love what you do than a thousand that just think it's okay and, you know, won't even bother buying. (laughs) Absolutely. And um, actually, yesterday I was uh, grabbing coffee with an artist friend and she was telling me about this this body of work that she hadn't really sold any of. It was it was very specific. But then she ended up selling uh, all five pieces from this series to one person. And it really just brings up your point that, you know, you don't need to be selling your art to everyone. You just need to find the people who it speaks to and who they want to buy it. So definitely, I mean, using the the niche that your art is in to your advantage instead of worrying that, you know, some people aren't going to be interested in it, that's a good thing because then you can really focus. Because there'll, there'll always be someone that's interested. Like the world is big enough that there will be someone that likes your art. You've just got to find them. Exactly. And also, you know, as an artist, if you're making work that you enjoy making, well, if you enjoy it, probably there's other people out there who also enjoy it. So you, know, you can you can find people who match up with you. So Sema, you outline a four-step sales funnel in your book, Art is My Career. What are these four steps and why are they important? So in my book, so I wrote this book last year. It launched just off, just during the first lockdown. Um, I didn't time, I timed quite well, but I didn't actually time that because I started writing it like last December. But basically my book is a step-by-step guide. I just, I wanted something that very clearly, like I basically wrote this book as if, you know, I was starting again. Um, and what information would I want to know? And being a dyslexic, I don't like reading a lot. I hate big blocks of text. I hate reading in general. So I wanted like a really easy way of just absorbing this knowledge. So I wrote this book 
as a step-by-step guide. It's not like a big block of text, basically. It's um, a guide that basically tells you how to start an art business from setting up social media accounts to building your website, your target customer, even figuring out what stream of art you want to go into, whether it's prints or originals or anything like that. And it's also based on my experience of being a commission artist. So it literally lays out everything that you need to know about starting and even developing. So even someone who's a few years into their career could also use this information. And the one section I do have in here that I think was really valuable for me to um, explain was the sales funnel. So this also comes from knowing obviously who to market to first. So there's four stages of the sales funnel. There's the first stage, which is awareness. The second stage, which is interest. The third stage, which is decision. And the fourth stage, which is sale. So the first stage is awareness, is you're building awareness. You're trying to find your target customer and getting yourself in front of them so they are aware of you. They have found you through social media or word of mouth or they've Googled you or anything. But the first stage is they, they now know of you. So that's the biggest stage of the sales funnel. And then you've got the second stage, which is interest. So they've actively shown an interest. They're not just found you, but they've liked your page or they've liked a post or, you know, they've signed up for your newsletter or anything, anything to actively show that they're interested in what you're doing. And then from there, you've got the third stage, which is decision. So they've shown an interest and now they're making that decision if they want to buy or commission um, a piece of art from you. So at this point, they might contact you. So they're interested enough to contact you via your website or your social media handle or anything like that, um, or by phone, however you do business. But they've actively like wanted to learn more um, to help them make that decision whether or not to buy from you. So they might want to know more about your waitlist times or your prices or maybe more about the mediums you use or anything like that. But they're actively trying to decide whether they should purchase from you. And then the fourth stage is sales. So that customer wants to buy from you, they've bought from you, and you know they're now an active customer. But the sales funnel doesn't end there, which is where a lot of people seem to leave it. Because the best customer is a repeating customer. And I always say this quite a lot because it's just so important to take care of your customers. They've already shown an interest. They love your work enough to buy from you. So keep them happy, you know, keep them, show them the process, show them, you know, when you're doing packaging or, you know, the delivery, every stage of the process with that customer, that communication is really important to keep them happy, to keep informing them of new artworks that come there that come your way anything like that just to just to keep them on the radar because if they've bought from you once they'll probably buy from you again so it's really important to keep that customer interaction going even after they've bought from you once so again awareness interest decision and sale and i really love that you are talking about how it doesn't end at the sale i think a lot of artists already feel this guilt about having their art for sale and telling people about it and charging people that once someone does purchase, they're like, okay, great. Awesome. That pressure's off. It's always cheaper and easier to be selling to someone a second time versus selling to someone brand new because you have to have that acquisition cost again, whether that's 
a marketing expense or just your own time of literally finding people. So definitely not letting your sales funnel end at the sale, but also starting with a sales funnel so that you're uh, you're organizing your your art sales in a way where you know what's going on, you feel in control of it instead of just, ah, uh, sometimes people buy my art and, you know, when that happens, cool, but when it doesn't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. It gives you more control, I think. The sales funnel gives you more of an understanding of what's happening, where people are dropping off, and it will help you understand, you know, what to change and to improve it as well. Because if you're getting loads of awareness, like people are finding you on Google or they're, you know, they're following you on social media, but no one's actively, you know, showing an interest, then you're doing something wrong or you're not telling people to show an interest, like you're not giving them a call to action, like there's something happening there. So I think thinking about it in a sales funnel way will help you get through that process towards the sale. Absolutely. And it's kind of very similar to what we're talking about in terms of how an artist is looking at their art business too. If yes, it's a creative field, but there is a way that you can look at it and it does have this structure. It isn't just this totally ambiguous thing. It's the same with sales. It isn't this ambiguous thing that you don't have any control over. If you if you look at it from this structured perspective, then you do have control over it. So, Sema, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, Let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners out there. What is a call to action that you would like to share with our listeners? Firstly, if you're ready to take your art seriously, then get my book. (laughs) It'll basically give you all the information you need to know. Literally, like there's 10 chapters on everything that you could possibly think of from building a website to finding out um, a PR strategy, getting in magazines, working out your finances, organizing your time. Like I've literally laid everything out for everyone. You know, it's not just for pet portrait artists. It's for anyone in a creative field that want that, you know, doesn't have structure or just wants to know about how to structure a business. And I think it'll be really beneficial for anyone in the creative field to use. Um, And you can get it on my website, artismycareer.com or on Amazon. So you just type Art Is My Career book in Amazon. And also don't wait for everything to be perfect before starting your art career. Like you can literally start, you know, now, start this weekend. Get get yourself out there, start posting about your work, start telling people, start, you know, interacting with potential buyers. There's so much better just to start now rather than waiting, you know, don't wait to have a website or wait to have business cards. Like those things are quite unimportant. The first thing you need to do is build that awareness, get that support going, find your customers, find who's interested in your work and you can work out you know, your business from there. It's all about progress over perfection. I love that. So yes, artists, first of all, make sure that you uh, download Sema's book, Art is My Career or order it. Definitely. I mean, I'm uh, excited to uh, to check it out as well. So I will probably uh, order a copy too. But the other last piece of advice that you just mentioned, uh, I also, that really resonates with me, not waiting for everything to be perfect. I am so guilty of that at like so many stages of my career um, as an artist where yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm just going to wait until that website revamp or I'm going to wait until, you know, I've, I've figured out my audience and then I'll, you know, it's, 
there, you can, it's a good problem to have if you already have things in motion, you have people that are wanting to buy art from you. And then you're like, well, I guess I better get my website put together so that, you know, buy it there. Because then you can start refining if you've already started, if people are already starting to know about you, you know, you've made that Instagram account. That's a great start. Just, just do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, for certain things like, you know, maybe um, like business cards, like you mentioned, if that's something where, you're already starting to sell your art by the time that you're getting business cards, well, then it's sort of an investment into your your existing career instead of putting all the money in. And, you know, if you don't really have, like, if you, let's just say, decide, or uh, you don't really follow through, then you spent all this money on something that you're not actually doing. So if you just start doing it, then, you know, nothing is a, a wasted expense or a waste of time because you're uh, you're already starting and... Exactly. Because I started my business with just a small pack of Derwent pencils and a pad of paper. Like that's literally all the money I invested in it. That's the bare minimum. (laughs) To all of you business artists out there, Sema has been here with us today sharing her amazing perspective. Uh, You're going to want to go back, listen to this or any of our other uh, past podcasts on superfine.world. You can also connect with Sema and follow her at artist Sema Martin on Instagram. Also art is my career. And those are both also on Twitter. And you can also uh, see Sema's work at semamartin.com. That's S-E-M-A martin.com. As always, remember that we are at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. Uh, We always appreciate a share whenever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. And once again, we'd really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs, just like yourselves, find us. And as always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. And the quote is, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get the work done. If you wait around for the clouds to part and a bolt of lightning to strike you in the brain, you're not going to make an awful lot of work. That is by Chuck Close. And I think that ties very nicely in with don't wait for everything to be perfect. Well, Sema, it has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you again for sharing your perspective with our listeners for that. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world.